fighting back. Will you say that? Fighting back. How we are to fight as believers. And just let me say this, that there's nothing more deplorable, blightening, barbaric, debased, inhumane, satanic, than the senseless murder of a human life, especially by the hands of an impassive and emotionless individual. And um, it's easy to get poured into certain environments, poured into things, but as believers, someone say as believers, um, we have to be mindful that our citizenship is of the kingdom of God, and we are of a different government. We live by a higher standard. We are to be world changers. Our influence, we are influenced, again, by the person, power, and presence of Holy Spirit. And I'm saying that to say that don't allow yourselves to be pulled into Something that God has not instructed you to do. Now, there's this maximum that goes, he who angers you controls you. So he who angers you controls you. And so when you allow that anger to, to stay there and you allow that person to pull you out of yourself, you literally release or relinquish your power to that individual. You lose self-control which results in reckless behavior. And just let me say this, this message, we're talking about fighting back as believers, but this is just, this information is just not good for those of believers, who, those of us who are believers. This information is beneficial and is necessary or needful for those who want to see positive change. Are you with me? And here's one of the things we have to look at, we have to look at the bigger picture. Satan wants you to be offended. And any occasion can be used to offend you. Yes, we hurt. Yes, we feel things. But we cannot allow that hurt to take up, or that anger to take up residence. Oh man, this is good already. But Satan wants you to be, just a little lower son. Satan wants you to be, or he wants you to take Offense. And see, that's how he ensnares you. The Greek word scandal and offense, it, it literally means it, it's the trigger of the trap. It's the part of the trap that ensnares its prey. And what offense does, it slowly eviscerates its prey. In other words, it eats you from the inside out. Offense disembowels you. It eats you from the inside out. And when I look at and see, and when you are in tune to the spirit of God and when you and, and when you are discerning of times and seasons, you you're not judging things by the flesh. You see the spiritual significance of what's taking place. And when I thought about this in, in, in this type of uh, in reference to uh, Brother George Floyd, um, this type of. Barbaric behavior is nothing new in the sense of this type of brutality. Are you with me? But, but I, 
as I thought about this and Holy Spirit began to minister to me, you know, I was reminded of, of 2 Timothy when Paul begins to encourage uh, this young pastor. And he says, man, listen, difficult times are coming. Are you listening? He said, notice he said, men will be brutal. What, what do you mean brutal? Savages, cruel, inhuman, heartless, <laughs> ferocious. So this is nothing new. This is, is, is just what we're coming into. But he said, as for you, talking about the believer, you be, this is uh, 2 Timothy 4 and 5 now, but as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. And see, because a lot of times people ask me, Pastor, how come you're not rise up? No, no, no. I, it's not that I, I'm not moved by things. I just got a confident expectation in the God that I serve. But, but he said, as for you, be clear-headed in every situation, stay calm, cool, and steady. So that's Pastor Rex. I'm calm, cool, and steady. It didn't bother you. Yeah, it bothered me, but, but, but I'm remaining calm, cool, and steady. Why? Because there's a power that's within me <laughs> that's from a greater source. But he says, but as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm and cool and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. This is for the believer. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. What do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, so we're supposed to stay calm, cool, and steady. Listen now, and continue to do the work of an evangelist. What is that? Continue to be a barrier. Excuse me, a carrier of this good news of the gospel of peace. So, in other words, when these times come, don't you be moved by it. You keep a clear head. You stay calm, cool, steady, and continue to promote this gospel of the good news of Jesus the Christ. In other words, don't allow these things to pour you out of your purpose. Oh. So we can't allow these things to pull us away from our purpose. Proverbs 25, 28, GNT. I have a lot of verses, so I hope you have some uh, a pen, pad, paper. Write these verses down and study them at your leisure. But we're talking about fighting back as believers. One thing we've already discovered that no matter what the situation, I'm to remain cool, calm, and steady. <laughs> Are you with me? That doesn't mean that things don't bother you and get beneath your skin. And here's the thing about, see, and I even heard some pastors telling people, okay, yeah, be angry, yeah, but we got, we, we got to complete that verse. Because our anger should be short-lived. Because if you let it reside, it's going to bring about destruction. I'm going to show you that. Proverbs 25, 28. If you cannot control your anger, you are as helpless as a city without walls open to attack. In ancient e Egypt, their, their, their cities were fortified. That was their safeguard. They were walled it. And when they were breached, they were open for any type of attack and assault. So that's what he's saying. When we don't have self-discipline, when we don't control our anger, we are open for every assault Every attack of the enemy. 
So if you cannot control your anger, he tells us right here, you're helpless. And see, here's the thing. Whenever you are, when you are irrational, you will always act irresponsibly. So when you're irrational, you're going to react irresponsibly without thinking, just reacting. And that's when things happen that are tragic. If, if we're not calm, cool, and steady, we just react. And rather than making things better, we actually make things worse. So we're talking about fighting back. How do we fight as believers? First thing we have to understand is that this fight, this battle is not in the flesh. <laughs> we can't fix this. Any problems, that is, especially in the world, even relative to your personal life, in the flesh. 2 Corinthians 10, when I say the flesh, that carnal nature, that, 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 that nature of man that was born into sin that disregards God. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, ERV. We live in this world, but we do not fight our battles in the same way the world does. So, for the believer, we live in this world, but we do not fight our battles the same way the world does. So, before I become a part of whatever this is supposed to be, who's leading it? Is it God ordained? Is it God directed? Are you here? Because we don't fight our battles the same way the same way the world does. Verse 4. The weapons we use are not human ones. See, there it goes. The weapons we use are not human ones. Our weapons have power from who? God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. And as a matter of fact, to show you that we need more people being led by Holy Spirit, have things gotten that much better? That lets you know that we need to fight with a different weapon. Why? Because God's weapons destroys the enemy's strong places. We destroy people's arguments. Write this down. That word weapons in the Greek, it's the Greek word hoplon. And it means instruments to make war. It underlines that, listen to this, look it up in your strong concordance. It underlines that God always gives all the resources we need to prevail in every form of spiritual warfare. Do you hear that? So in other words, he said, the, the weapons that God uses, he gives you all the resources needed to prevail in every form of spiritual warfare. So you have to see that, that th this, this hatred that we see just throughout the world in general, not just this one isolated case, it's nothing more than the work of the enemy. This is spiritual warfare, and you cannot fight it in the flesh. We must look to God. Watch this. Who gives us all the resources we need to prevail in every form 
of spiritual warfare, warfare as we what? Live in faith. Trust him. Now, again, spiritual things are foolishness to the natural mind because we're so used to retaliation. Hurting you because you hurt me. But again, those of us who are believers, we are called to be sanctified, holy. What do you mean? Set apart, distinguished, different. There should be a vast difference between the believer and the non-believer. Ephesians six twelve. Notice we just seen that God supplies us with all the resources necessary to prevail in spiritual warfare. So one of the things we have to understand is that we're not fighting a fleshly fight. Nor can this fight be won in the flesh. We need God's implementation, instruction, and his instruments, (laughs) which is his word. Again, watch this. We're not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces. There it go. And authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So what we're seeing taking place in the world, this is a spiritual thing. And as long as we keep trying to handle it in the flesh, things will progressively get worse. So somebody has to be here from God. And led by God. Now, if you look at verses 11 and 13, just, you can just put them up. He tells us to put on the full armor. Right? It, it, j- just to make it plain for you, when we, when we look at the full armor, he, when he talks about uh, the, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shy with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the, the seal of faith, all these things, it's nothing more than the word. That's all it is. Praying always in the spirit. It's nothing more than using his word. Tapping on his power. Are you here? So we have to, there we go, arm ourselves with his word. Holy Spirit, what should I do in this instance? Give me the resources necessary. Are you here? Look at this. We're not fighting against humans. We're fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness powers of, the, uh, of this world. Armor, write this word down. We just seen what that word hope line means. So that word armor, it's the Greek word panoplia. Panoplia. And it's actually a compound word because the second half of that word is hope line, which we get weapon. And here's what it means. Properly, a complete, someone say a complete, a complete set of defensive and offensive armor. You can look this up in your uh, Strong's Concordance, uh, 383 in the Greek. In other words, when we arm ourselves with the word of God, with God's instruments that he provides, we have a complete set, watch this, of offensive or defensive and offensive armor. So he arms us whereby we can play on the offensive side and the defensive side when we need to. It goes on to, this is what it means. 
properly a complete set of defensive and offensive armor. That is everything needed to wage successful warfare. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. We have to see this thing. If we're going to be successful, And winning this battle in the area of spiritual warfare, we need God's resources. Are you here? Then it says, in this way, what do you mean? When we fully arm ourselves with God's defensive strategy, offensive strategy. In this way, they or we as believers don't fight for victory, but from his victory. Look it up. Don't trust me. Look it up yourself. In other words, when we trust God and the resources and his instructions, we're not fighting for victory, but rather we're fighting from a place of his victory. So in other words, he said the victory has already been won, but you have to seek me. Let me guide you into that place. We already have the victory. As a matter of fact, when you trust God, you're fighting from a... See, that's how you can remain calm, cool, and steady. Why? Because I'm fighting from a position of having already won. I'm not trying... See, the struggle comes in when you are trying to win. But when you realize that you've already won, you can remain calm, cool, and steady. So we fight... A different fight. Romans 12, 17 through 21, amplified. I got a lot of verses out, and I'm going to give them to you all because people need to hear this. See, <laughs> I can't listen to Craig and them. If Craig and them aren't, be, whoever Craig is, being led by Holy Spirit. See, er Earl can't help me with the, if, 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 if Earl is running off emotions, Earl, let me stay here and I'm not moving until I get an instructor from the Lord. Okay. Let me tell you something, man. I don't care how astute you are. You, you, you can't win a spirit. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You cannot win a spiritual warfare battle with your intellect. You can't win a spiritual fight with human intellect. You need the intelligence of Holy Spirit. Never repay anyone evil for evil. See, that's that retaliation. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of everyone. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Talking about the believer. See, again, you can't do this on your own. You, you need the person, power, influence of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost Sunday, anybody want a Pentecost message? There you go. You need to be filled with the person, and power, influence of the Holy Spirit. Why? So I can get that dunamis power. If possible. It, 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 here's the thing. Some people, I don't care how, how nice you are, they're still going to buck, fight. But you still... That's what it means. If possible, you still do the right thing. Doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean I have to keep dwelling in this environment. Listen, I'm going to be nice, but don't expect me to sit over here and fellowship with this foolishness. Right. 
Are you here? Verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in scripture, vengeance is mine, I'll repay. Said the, vengeance, it, we're talking to the believer, those who are theocentric, God-first, God-centered people, people who understand that they live under a different government. In other words, we'll let God repay. Now watch this. Be it he used he works through the wisdom that he gives to man or by the hand himself. But nonetheless, I'm not trying to do this. Now, if God gives me uh, one of his resources as a, and I'm used as a conduit, that's different. Because God's not going to come down here literally in the flesh, I don't believe, and handle this. So he has to work through men. Again, or by the hands of himself. Being stopped in something, preventing something to. Are you here? Verse 20. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is, See, it, the reason why this is so hard, because we don't use God's tools. Still under the eye for an eye mentality. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. The, the analogy here where it says, by doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. In other words, what he says, whenever you are kind to your enemy, it may lead him to feelings of shame and repentance. In other words, if you want to win him, try to be at peace with him. If you want this brother or sister to really see their error, be kind. You can't, I'm telling you, you're going to need the person, power, influence of the Holy Spirit. And, and let, me, let, let me tell you this, nobody said it's, it's going to be easy. That's why when you're weak, pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I, when I hear more kindness, I edify myself. Lord, I need you. Because if I go and I'm going to slap it and to kick it and to shoot it, but if I allow you, to guide me. Verse 21. Listen to this, guys. Don't be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. He's telling us how to overcome evil. How? By being good. Well, how do I be good? I follow God's instructions relative to this situation. Man, this, this is not hard. That's why, and we say it all the time here, you should be praying in the Holy Ghost every day. Why? Because you edify, you build, you strengthen yourself up. Then he shows you things to come. And not only that, when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, we are speaking mysteries. And the Lord will make them known to you and I. Are you doing that? Don't be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. So first thing we need to understand is that this fight is not a physical or fleshly fight. We have to do it, what? In the spirit, being that we have to use and rely 
on the intelligence, the instruction, the guidance of Holy Spirit. Next thing we have to understand as believers, don't give in to retaliation. We've just seen that. Don't render evil for evil. And see, just by definition, retaliation is returning evil for evil, just by definition. Again, the mentality, someone hurts me, I'm going to hurt them back. Now, let me say this. We're not talking about, hey, your insults don't bother me. But if you try to inflict bodily harm, that's a, which is another conversation. I have the right to defend myself. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. Someone hurts us, we want to hurt them back. And see, giving or getting even is a natural response to being wrong. It's just, just, that's the thing. That's why when people, people don't get it when they get offended, you are constantly plotting revenge. How can I get them back? And that's what eviscerates them. That's what eats them from inside out. But the Lord calls us to live above our natural responses. That's what we're seeing here. He's challenging us or calling us to live above our natural responses. Don't you be moved by this. You remain calm, cool, and steady and continue to promote this gospel. <laughs> And this was demonstrated through Jesus. Then he offers to empower us again, Pentecost Sunday, through the person and power and influence of Holy Spirit. And here's something else we have to realize as believers. God's way is usually opposite of our way. That's why we must rely on his way. And all of your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Don't lean to your own understanding. Because our own understanding can oftentimes, especially when we're operating from a, from a, a standpoint of being angry, will definitely lead us down the wrong road, road. Retaliation for harm. Evil for evil, that's the world's way of doing things. You hurt me, and you can look that even with a lot of the, the, the destruction of property and the, the rioting, that, that's, that's a good example. And we're not saying that you're not angry or you're not upset, but it has to be channeled differently. Again, your anger, and I'm going to say it loud, your anger must be short-lived. Will you say that? My anger has to be short-lived. And I'll explain that in a second. But retaliation is when we take matters out of God's hands and insist on fixing things ourselves. Even in relationships. When you're trying to retaliate what you're saying, Lord, I'm not, I'm not necessarily listening to you, even though I know that you have all the resources necessary for me to win this battle, but I'm taking matters into my own hands. You're not going to win. <laughs> Notice Romans 12, 19 the Lord, let me repay. Being that, let me show you if he works through you or another man. Let me show you how to get the advantage. The, the victory is already won. 
He's already made a way of escape. <laughs> and just let me just throw this in there because people can often they, they blend things and get things mixed up. It, and and as, far, as far as a nation goes, there are times when a nation must retaliate in order to, pervert, to excuse me, preserve its freedom of the people. So there are times just like when wars are things. So we're not talking about that. Well, Pastor, what about in the war? You said, yeah, but if it's to preserve the freedom of its people, then there are times when things like that happen because the Bible speaks to those. Are you here? So realize that this battle is a spiritual battle. And we have to rely on God's resources. I can't retaliate. Right? The next thing we have to do is release. I hope you're writing these down. Release the anger. Release the anger. Let it go. And listen, man, I can't. Just in the, in the case of George Floyd, I, I can't even begin to imagine what his family is dealing with. Can't even begin to imagine. And, and with other individuals. Um, but even in uh, allowing things to get next to you, you have to realize that it's advantageous to me. And that's why, again, why you need the person, power, influence, the Holy Spirit, that I let it go. In other words, I have to find a different way to deal with it other than allowing this thing to eat me from the inside out. Is it going to be easy? No one says it's going to be easy. But will it be beneficial for you? Absolutely. Are you here? So you have, and again, I'm not saying that we may never become angry because anger is like an internal alarm that tells us something is not quite right. Especially when you've been wronged or feel unfairly disadvantaged. So there, there, there are things that it might make you angry. But what I am saying, don't stay angry. I'm not saying that you may not ever become angry. But what I am saying is don't remain angry. Is that clear? What am I saying? Yeah, you got angry. Don't stay angry. And I've heard preachers, you know, in so many words, the Bible says be angry and sin not. Yeah, but they didn't give us the rest of it. So now we got Christians out here angry, running off half of a verse. And justifying my preacher said, or the Bible said, but let's properly understand the context. Ephesians 4, 26, 27, Amplified. Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, and ungodly behavior. Yet, do not sin. Do not let your anger, here it go cause you shame nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. See, we never hear that other part. And that, we hear, be angry but sin not, but we don't hear, cut it off before the sun go down. <laughs> we don't hear, don't let this anger last all day and overnight until the next day, next day, next day. Yeah. 
We just here be angry and sin not. Yeah, but I can't allow this anger to stay with me or I can't allow this anger to hang around. <laughs> you can't manage. <laughs> Don't let your anger cause you. See, it causes us shame. When we allow it to hang around, why? Because we act irresponsibly. We act off emotions. We just out here running like a chicken with no head. Verse uh, 27, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin. Here it go right here. And those of you who are offended, listen to this. Do not let the devil and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into, into sin by what? Holding a grudge. Nur there it go. Nurturing anger. And see, when we're not told the rest of that verse, we nurture anger. I got a right to be, I got a right to be. You also have a right to let that mess go. Amen. And let God do the vengeance. Yes. Let God repay the avenging. Don't allow the devil to give you the opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge, nurturing anger, or harboring resentment, or cultivating business. And see, watch this. When you hold on to anger, guess what you're doing? You're holding a grudge. You're nurturing it. You're harboring resentment. You're cultivating bitterness. Now, this passage follows Paul's teaching about the new nature that we are to brace. Here we go again. Pentecost Sunday through the Holy Spirit. <laughs> when you read this passage of scripture, he's talking about how we should be as new creations in Christ through the power of Holy Spirit. Are you here? If we become angry for some reason, we experience the involuntary emotion or passion of anger. But we are not to allow it to prompt us to sinful actions. And when we hold on to it, when we nurture it, when we harbor it, it prompts us into engaging in sinful actions. So, although you may get angry, don't stay angry. Oh. Again, the anger just lets you know that something is wrong. I'm hurting them. But okay, so how do I do it? Holy Spirit, give me. You have the resources that I need to overcome this thing. You have the resources that I need to fight from a place of victory. Don't dwell on it. When you don't know how to pray as you ought, pray in the Holy Spirit. So you don't dwell on it. You deal with it quickly in constructive and god honoring ways. i say that again. So when you're dealing with something, whether it's globally, locally, relationally, personally, listen, I, I deal with it in a, I, 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 I deal with it quickly in constructive and God-honoring ways. So it does not grow stronger and produce bitterness in our lives. Next time, spouses, those of you in relationships, I guarantee if you will deal with that thing before the sun go down and don't let it fester until the next day, it'll make your relationship that much better. I, I, I'm waiting on him. I'm waiting on her. Let Holy Spirit Amen. listen, lead you. You may not feel like it. We don't walk by feelings. 
We walk by faith. In other words, we walk in confident expectation and agreement to God's word. Even though I may not feel like it now, I'm still going to do it. And I let the feeling catch up. Emotion is internal and directed against people. Here, let, let me back up. First, we've got to differentiate between emotions and actions. We, we all feel emotion. At various times, we may feel sadness. We may feel grief. We may, may feel excitement, happiness, and anger. Such feelings come naturally and are not sinful in and of themselves. You get anger is not. It's when you harbor and it leads you into sin is where the problem comes in. But it's how we act on those emotions, again, that can be sinful. Emotion is internal and not directed against people. Action is external and can be directed positively or negatively toward others. So, uh, uh, so when, when, when this thing gets to me, it's important that I'm influenced by someone greater than myself. Watch this. So my reaction will be for the benefit of others, not to their destruction. If we fail to deal with anger constructively and we engage in sinful expressions of anger, we give the devil leverage. That's what he does. And th that goes back to what I said at the beginning of my message. Satan is trying to do, Satan will use anything to offend you. Why? To distract you from your purpose. The same passage, we in, uh, Ephesians 6, uh, excuse me, Ephesians 4. If you look at verse 31, 32, in the same passage, he continues to say that we should strive to get rid of all anger and its companions. Look at verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetually animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding, and slander be put away from you, along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse, uh, malevolence. Let it be put away from you. Verse 32. Be kind and helpful to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as Christ just as God and Christ also forgave you. Are you here? Write these verses down. So you have to release the anger. What do you have to do? Release the anger. Psalm 37, 8 and 9. Listen to this. Let go of anger and leave rage behind. Don't get upset. It will only lead to evil. What do you mean? Don't remain that way. Why? Because it will lead to evil. Because evildoers will be eliminated, but those who hope in the Lord, they shall possess the land. In other words, when I allow God to do this thing, I'm the one that's going to come out on top. Proverbs 29, 22, 23. An angry person stirs up a fight. And a hot-headed does much wrong. A person's pride will humiliate him, but a humble spirit gains favor. An angry person, uh, in other words, a person who have allowed this thing to sit and they nursed it, they're looking for a fight. Retaliation. And another thing why it's not good, 
to hold on to it because throughout Scripture, there are verses that associates fools with anger. Now, if you get angry, no, I'm not a fool because I got angry. The fool harbors it. (laughs) Let's it linger. Let's it get the best. That's the fool. Let me show you. Proverbs 23, 20, verse 3. It's an honor for a man to keep away from strife by handling situations with thoughtful foresight. But any fool will start a quarrel without regard for the consequences. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9. Conquer your temper, for anger labels you a fool. Conquer your temper for anger. Again, we're talking about when anger is allowed to reside, labels you a fool. And I'm not saying, hey, if you want, as a believer, to become part of a protest, know who's leading the protest. Is this, see, again, we're talking about we want to make change. Is it God-led? Is it spirit-led? Because you could be following a fool. And now you've gotten yourself into a jam because you are running off emotions and not being led by Holy Spirit. Oh. Are you saying sit back and do nothing? Nothing? Absolutely not. I'm saying sit back until you get direction from Holy Spirit. Then you move. Proverbs 29, 11. A fool expresses all his emotions. But a wise person controls them. A fool expresses all his emotions. And see, let me, let me tell you, beloved, and for the believer, listen, don't just jump on the bandwagon of slander, perpetuating hate, your distaste for whatever. Be led by Holy Spirit. <laughs> And don't let, see, there's a scripture that says it's dangerous to be concerned about what people think about you. I don't let people pour me into their negative energy. Pastor, are you going to say anything? I'm not doing anything until Holy Spirit tells me what to do. And you should be the same way. Proverbs 14, 29. He who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick-tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Proverbs 12, 16. The arrogant fool's anger is quickly known. Do you see this? The arrogant fool's anger is quickly known because he lacks self-control and common sense. But a prudent or wise man ignores an insult. Again, your words don't bother me. You trying to press me into doing something that Holy Spirit hadn't led me to do doesn't bother me. Are you here? Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. Watch this. Again, know who you're following. And if you... Be, it, and if you are trying to create positive changes, you join an organization and groups 
Who's been led by Holy Spirit? Because you could be backing a fool up. Don't associate with the man given to angry outburst or go along with a hot-tempered man or you will learn his undisciplined ways and get yourself trapped in a situation from which it's hard to escape. Let me tell you something. Don't be dread. Don't be driven by the emotions of men who are undisciplined. Allow yourselves to be led by the person, power, and influence of Holy Spirit. James 1, last verse, verses 19 and 20, Amplified Version. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Quick to hear. Be careful. Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words. And slow to anger. Patient, reflective, forgiving. Watch this. For, re for the resentful, deep-seated anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. That standard of behavior which he requires from us. So when we as believers run around off emotions and allow our anger to get the best of us, we're not producing the standard of living, the standard of behavior that God requires from us. Do you see that? And just let me say this. If you want to make a difference, violence is not the answer. And, and let me say this. Parents, it begins with us. Educating ourselves. Educating our children on what's right opposed to what's wrong. How to handle situations when this comes up, when that comes up. Those of you who are saying, especially this, this, this new generation, whether you are of old or new, there are different things you can do. Support the passage of Georgia's hate crime bill. Exercise your right to vote. And just let me say this. Don't just vote from a local standpoint or a state standpoint. No. See, a lot of times we just vote. Well, let me say this way. Don't just vote during the presidential, presidential election. Vote on a local level. Most times we just wait for, for the presidential election. No, no, no. Vote on a local and state level as well. Are you here? And whatever your political persuasion is, that's between you and God. Even in that, be led by Holy Spirit. But exercise your right to vote. As a citizen, you can propose bills to your local, state, and federal, and federal representatives. Have you done that? Matter of fact, get into politics. Run. Guess what? You run for office. No, for real. Since we really, because some of this, what we're seeing is hypocrisy. If you really want to make a difference, you will start informing yourselves and moving in a direction on how to create 
positive change. Become a civil rights activist, a human rights activist. Learn how to organize. Hold those whom we put in office in a, on a local or state level. Hold them accountable. Hey, I voted for you when you said that this would happen. Don't sit back and do nothing. But I will say this, that violence is not the answer. Rendering evil for evil is not the answer. What's the answer? Being led. Getting the instruction from the person, power, influence of Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Listen to the believer. Our fight is of a different nature. We understand that this battle is not a fleshly battle. This is, we are engaged in spiritual warfare. But when we understand that we're fighting from a place of victory, we're fighting from a place where we already won. Listen, in the midst of what others are panicking, we can remain calm, cool, and steady. Why? Because we're relying on a source that's greater than ourselves. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.